Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio with Linda Prater. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Each week with intriguing guests and topics, we'll bring you fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging a shift to new, healthier perspectives. Wise Health for Women Radio, helping women thrive. And now here's your host, Linda Prater. Good morning. We are so glad that you have joined us today. We're talking with Danielle Centeno today, who is the Assistant Vice President of Loss Prevention at the American P&I Club. She is a very accomplished young woman with a third mate and a lieutenant commander in the Navy Reserves. And we're going to be talking today about something that can really affect so many people, not only in the summer, but if you are suddenly moved to other places that are very hot or you're working in very warm environments. And Danielle works in the maritime industry. And so we are going to talk today about prevention of heat-related illnesses, which is really very, very relevant. And Danielle, it is. And welcome to our program. Thank you, Linda. Thank you for the nice introduction. You're so welcome. I think the interesting part is that everybody knows you can get hot. But we're not talking about just getting hot. We are talking about heat buildup. We're talking about loss of fluids. We're talking about a lot of hot environments or outdoors and even people who are not being well taken care of indoors. Absolutely. It's those environments where you're either working in a hot environment or living in a hot climate. Uh, both of those, um, you know, that there's acclimation that needs to take mm-hmm. place. Uh, usually will take at least a week or two to acclimate to those sorts of temperatures and, and living and working in those temperatures. Uh, and in extreme heat, it might even take longer. You know, the funny part is I think people who are working outdoors, etc., think they can just push through. Pain is temporary. It's not a big deal. I can just keep going. I'm young and vibrant. There are risk factors, though, no matter your physical condition or your age, um, medical conditions that can also cause issues with this. Talk about some of those risk factors. So, uh, so some of the risk factors include, um, so of course, children under four mm-hmm. and, uh, and our adults over 65, and that's according to the Mayo Clinic. Um, also obesity. Mm-hmm. So obesity, uh, according to the National Institute of Health, is uh, a BMI or body mass index of of 30% or more. Um, uh, Also, if somebody is taking certain medications, actually, Mm -hmm. there is a long list of medications, and your doctor should really advise you if uh, if heat uh, illnesses are a risk factor to you. So that's blood pressure medications or psychiatric medications. Mm -hmm. Even antihistamines could fall into that category. Um, And, of course, alcohol and illegal drug use. Uh, will put you at risk for uh, for a heat-related illness. It's really a little bit scary. It's funny. It's only in recent years that they've been adding what they call heat index to the weather forecast, which will give you a, a clearer picture of the heat, the humidity, the air or lack thereof, and it makes a big difference. It sure does. Um, you know, even for seemingly minor heat-related injuries, uh, some things like sunburn. Um, but these, even these seemingly minor heat-related injuries can lead to hospitalization if not treated. Um, 
you know, long-term effects of sunburn could be the uh, the body's ability to cool itself could be damaged, mm-hmm. uh, or or skin cancer, as we know now, uh, melanoma. Right. You know, the scary part is that when you're working hard or exercising hard and sweating in the heat. You sometimes get some symptoms that you can recognize. What we're going to do today is to try and give you some symptoms that you will recognize as red flags. So one of those would be painful muscle cramps. Absolutely. So painful muscle cramps um, are usually caused by exercising or um, excessive sweating. It could be exerting yourself, exerting your body physically. Um, and uh, those are actually caused by, I think, electrolyte deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. According to WebMD, there, there's no specific cause, um, but they believe that it's likely caused to, the, to not enough electrolytes and consumption of fluids. So th- and the consumption of fluids is so important. I think that we all know we need to drink, but if you are waiting until you are thirsty, you have waited too long. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're, uh, um, so that, so water, Mm -hmm. uh, drinking of water is not, is not only important, but you also want to have those electrolytes and you want to have adequate salts on your body. And if you, if you receive, get that salt depletion, you're going to see a couple, you're going to see the signs of it almost immediately. Mm -hmm. Well, the, Really scary part is that I, again, I think that everybody feels like well, they're quote just hot, or it's just really warm, and I'll get through this, and then I'll move on. But you really can see actual frostiness on your skin from the salt depletion. You can get those cramps that we mentioned, and I, I found this to be absolutely fascinating. Is that if you're sitting in front of a fan, fan, excuse me, to cool off. You're actually feeling cooler, but you're exhausting your system because it depletes more water and salt from the body. Exactly. That's why air conditioning is so much better than the fan cooling. Instead of just removing the the perspiration from your body, which is what a fan is going to do, and you'll just keep perspiring if you sit in front of a fan. So I always uh, recommend air conditioning as the best cooling mechanism. But isn't that interesting? That also explains why when people are in homes and they don't have air conditioning, why they have issues, because they are simply depleting their electrolytes and their uh, hydration. So ammonia smell is another red flag. Yeah, so that's so. This is a, a result of um, of am, 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 amino acids actually being metabolized for energy. Mm-hmm. So one thing I, I, I want to mention is what you really don't want to do is you you don't want to start that weight loss diet in the dead mm-hmm. of summer. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to start that low carb or you know uh, low carb or heavy protein diet. Um, you you want to keep a balanced diet when you're in this in those summer months because uh, it. And, and avoid heavy meals as well, mm-hmm. um, but you don't want to get that ammonia s- smell on the skin. That's a red flag that you're that you're um, losing nourishment. Well, and the elite runners will tell you this. You know, marathon runners and elite athletes, and you know, people who are working outdoors for too long of a period of time, they feel very depleted, and that's a scary feeling. We also know they're supposed to be drinking and hydrating often. But then there's those very special 
drinks. <laughs> you and I have spoken <laughs> about these. Um, and I love them, Linda. I do. <laughs> oh, all right. We'll, we'll talk about that on another show someday. Um, but caffeine is a diuretic. So you're fine with a cup of coffee probably. But if you're pounding down Red Bull to replenish your reserves, it, you will lose fluid faster. So you have to replace it with water. And I don't think people realize that in the military, they took it out of all the downrange fobs, the forward operating bases, because it was really dangerous where it was 125 degrees all the time. And so that's just a perfect example. And they told them to hydrate often. Um, You and I have talked about this, that really the best way to tell that you're getting enough fluids is that you know, if your urine is clear, okay, that's good. If it's concentrated and deep yellow, that's probably not good. Yes, clear urine is a great indicator. Um, also to add is uh, is Gatorade and sports drinks are typically yes. okay. They're mm-hmm. okay. And and they also, a lot of them replenish electrolytes and, and have that salt as well. So all that good stuff. Now, we talked about sunburn, but we also wanted to make sure that we talked about wearing the proper clothing. Because let's say you're in the maritime industry and you're working in heavy protective clothing and it's hot. That's not the best combination. No, it's not. Um, So the heavy clothing and, and of course, long sleeves are going to protect you from the sunburn. But Mm what you want to be aware of is – Unbreathable fabrics, those uh, those are not going to be very comfortable. Uh, and so you want to have a breathable fabric. Of course, you want to protect your skin from the sun. There's a lot of different um, products out now that are great. Wear a hat, uh, mm-hmm. sunglasses to protect your eyes from the UV rays. And of course, if you if you don't have protective clothing, you want to get that SPF 30 or higher on. And I think 30 is according to the American Cancer Society, and that's for prevention of melanoma in the long term. Mm-hmm. So, so 30 is what you want to look, is what you want to wear if you can't protect your skin uh, with clothing. Well, and the other thing is reapply it. Absolutely. That's another thing. You got to keep reapplying. And, and that is not something people are always very good at, especially if it's you know, work related, you've got to finish what you're doing. Or if you're having fun, even outdoors, it's not something that is always done. So let's, let's go over some of these things. You want to protect from sunburn. You, another symptom that you may find in heat exhaustion would be heat cramps. So if your muscles are cramping, if your skin is getting clammy or excessive sweating, and you know when that happens, because you can feel it. And then go on with some of the others. Yeah, so you're going to want to take breaks in air conditioning. If you mm-hmm. start if you start sweating profusely, uh, you know your best bet is to take breaks in air conditioning and not in the shade, uh, because the shade can still exhaust your uh, cooling mechanism, mm-hmm. um, especially in very hot and dry temperatures. So, uh, so inside in air conditioning if possible. Uh, protective but not heavy clothing, so breathable clothing, uh, protection of your skin, your eyes. And also I, I also read um, loose clothing, so that loose they're, clothing. which is what they do out in uh, the Middle East. You know, you're wearing loose clothing that flows with the air so that your body can cool, but it doesn't overly 
dry you out. So clothing is better than not wearing clothing. And and yet, as you said, protective but not heavy clothing. And keep your sunscreen on. What about being able to limit the exposure of heavy activity to certain times of the day, which seems smart? Yes, it does. So um, I think... I believe before 10 o'clock a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the coolest part of the morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, typically after 4 o'clock p.m. is the coolest part of the afternoon. Um, of course, it's not always uh, – of course, you know, you work hard and it's not always um, – uh, practical to do that, <laughs> but uh, especially when you have a boss that tells you to get right back to work, right? Uh, and and you you want to make work, uh, you want to work, you want to um, make that overtime. Um, so it's not always practical, but if you can, uh, that, that those are the coolest parts of the day to be working outside or in your very hot temperatures, which is really very smart. I mean, if you're not going to be wise about staying out for a very long period of time, then your better tendency is to choose the good times at which to do that, which I tend to think most bosses are knowledgeable about. They certainly don't want to have people dropping like flies. That doesn't make sense. So the good news is, you know, use the timing that's good, wear your clothing, um, hydrate, make sure you keep water. And remember, if you're already thirsty, it's time to up that hydration already because you we, we often don't do that i know some people will talk about if they're at the office they drink a lot of water and then when they get home on the weekends and they go and do other things suddenly they don't because it's not in front of them again so getting into the habit of always having water with you is very important how does that work on Absolutely. shipboard uh well hydration motivation is what i'd like to say um, okay uh, uh yeah, there's water available on ships. Um, on typically, the bottled water uh, is the preferred of most seafarers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and typically, on smaller vessels, uh, you have the ability to shop for your vessel. I I, I really recommend an energy drink or um, an energy drink or something with a, a little bit of electrolytes, mm-hmm. a little bit of salt in your water intake. A little pinch of salt wouldn't hurt either. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, hydration motivation. Keep you know, keep going until that urine is clear. It's so important. So, I, as you look at this, um, these heat-related illnesses, how common are they? Heat-related, heat-related. Well, it depends incident. on the people. It's not. It's not. Everybody is not the same. That's that's where I was trying to get at. Is that it's not that common if you prevent it. It's, it's in terms of if you're not able to prevent it or if you're unaware. So really the point of today's show is to make sure that we know what the warning signs are and to really recognize that pushing through, while admirable, admirable at some times, is really not the way to go when it comes to heat-related illnesses. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, yeah. Mainly because seemingly minor is not well, seemingly minor or can become not seemingly minor pretty quickly. Absolutely, yeah. So the you know it's it's the risk versus reward. It's the the idea of that oh a sunburn it hurts for a couple of days, but I'll keep pushing through and finish this job. Uh, you know that makes it more 
the, that makes the reward greater than the risk. But in reality, the reward isn't greater than the risk. Um, you know, you, you want to keep yourself protected. And those initial signs of sunburn or heat cramps is the start to something more serious, which I think we're going to talk about in our next podcast. We are. And I also wanted to put in here that we want to make sure that we're also keeping an eye out for our friends and shipmates. You know, if you've got other people who you notice are not drinking or, or whatever, that might be a good time to, you know, buddy hydration motivation. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Buddy motivation. I like that. That's terrific. Well, thank you for talking about these very interesting heat-related illnesses. We This is the first of two podcasts on heat-related illnesses. And the second one, we're going to go to the extreme one, which is heat exhaustion and heat stroke. And so this is really an awareness campaign by the American Club. And we are so glad to have you today. Danielle, the URL that people can find out information on. Can you give that out, please? Absolutely. That's um, American-Club.com and the loss prevention section. Perfect. Because I know that people will want to know more about where to find out about this and how to keep an eye on it themselves. So that's American-Club.com into the loss prevention section. And thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us today. Thank you, Linda. This was great. You're welcome. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com.